New York Talk. I'm your host, Elise DeLucci, episode 140. How are you doing? Oh my God, for the last couple of weeks, I have had the worst allergies. It's really been bad the last past week, which is why I'm recording the episode so late in the week. My voice has sounded just like Marge Simpson, and I thought while well, I'm running around with no voice and, and scratchy and groggy and froggy, I thought, oh, I should be so lucky. Julie Kavner, who voices, I think that's her name, who voices Marge Simpson. Do you know how much she makes? $400,000 an episode. $400,000 an episode. It's like, let me hear how, like, I can't even begin to fathom how that must feel. And by the by, I don't know her story. I should look it up. Like, was she teased for her voice growing up? And then, like, who has the last laugh now, bitches? Right? Like, you're like, yeah, you teased me when I was a kid. But now I'm, you know, making practically half a mil for eh, a couple hours work. I mean, it's crazy. Anyway. So remember a couple weeks ago I told you I took the girls, I well, Vivian, my youngest, we went on a field trip to uh, the Science Museum in Queens, and they had this happiness exhibit for the kids, you know? And it was great. Cause I told you, because they taught the kids, well, the exhibit said, what makes you happy? Is it money? Is it things? Is it family? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I guess I was retargeted because I was there. Because an article popped up from some psychologist saying, if you want to be happy. Isn't that funny? Everybody's on this quest for happiness. That should be, that's a good book title, The Quest for Happiness. But if you want to be happy, he says, this is the whole point of the article, you got to be enthusiastic. And you know, when you really think about it, right? When you really start to think about it, don't we all have that friend that just has a zest for life, like a thirst for life, like anything you say, do you want to go to the movies? Yes. <laughs> do you want to go shopping? Sure. How do I look in the stress? Fabulous. I mean, you just feel better when you're around them. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, that is what makes you happy. Saying yes to life, participating in life, when you are withdrawn, the article's point, when you're withdrawn uh, and you bow out of social engagements or you have a melancholy mood all the time, that's when you're not happy, right? Uh, you know, Paulie the Tooth, my ex, he was very happy. He's he he was he is very happy. I don't know if it's it might be his his Welsh upbringing. You know, like he grew up in Wales, rural for the most part. Well, I think it's rural. You might think it's like suburban royal, uh, <laughs> royal, Freudian slip. I should be so lucky to have been Lady Southwell. No, of course not. Anyway, no. Suburban rural. Like, because there was a couple of stores. There was three pubs, a post office, and a beauty salon in the little village. And that's the other. It was a village. You know, when it's a village, I feel like saying I have a village. Oh, my town village. Well, because if you say town, it doesn't town, like, mean that there's some town going on about I don't know basically it was it was rural it was rural he li his parents they lived in this little uh enclave little like development of houses but the second you walked out 
of the development. It was just rolling hills. Like, you couldn't even see another house, you know? Like, the thing to do for fun there was to go for a walk, literally. I mean, which is very British country lifestyle anyway. But that's the thing, you know? I think that was one of the, the reasons why he was so happy. He grew up, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, modest. His parents... Listen, they traveled. They Every summer they went to the south of France, which to us we think, oh, boy, Monaco, a 15-bedroom yacht. No, they went to, they stayed in like a camper van or something. But, you know, going to France and having French food and being by the sea and the whole thing uh, was so exciting for the Brits, I guess, because the only thing they can have is bangers and mash and mushy peas at the local pub. I, you know, whatever. Um, so... He didn't have so many options, right, at his fingertips when he was young. And I think that made him so happy because as he got older, or so enthusiastic, because as he got older, you know, when he was 18, 17, you know, he moved uh, to Australia, then he lived, I think, in Fiji for a bit, but whatever. You know, going from rainy, rural Wales to Australia, where people are blonde and tanned, sun-kissed, and love a good, cold, alcoholic beverage, and there's the beach and the opera house. I mean, come on. Of course you're going to be. And then you come to go to Fiji. Then you go to New York. I mean, the guy, you know, I don't know. It's like, could you change? It made me think, could, could you change your personality? Could you force yourself to be enthusiastic? And then in turn, that will just make you happy. I don't know. I really don't know. Speaking of upbringings and happiness, how was Mother's Day? Did you have a good Mother's Day? Okay. I had a lovely Mother's Day. Uh, I had a surprisingly lovely Mother's Day. And you know why? Because I wasn't even with my own mother. That's right. That's, you are hearing that correctly. My family. And you know, I just don't give a shit anymore. I used to think, oh, you know, I'm not going to tell my business on the podcast. You know, I mean, of course I keep some things. I have to. I mean, come on. Like, what kind of animal would I be if I just, like, unloaded every crevice of my life? I mean, really, come on. But, you know, of course, when I tell Chris that I said, oh, I was talking about my family, he's like, what are you doing? Do you want to be the zones forever? And I'm just like... You know what? I don't even care anymore. Because maybe my life, maybe my Michigas will make other people feel like they are more normal or they're not alone. You know, I mean, right? Isn't that isn't that what you always hear when you when people say why they wrote a tell all book or why they did, you know, X documentary or blah blah blah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, Mother's Day came and I woke up, I, you know, I sent my mom a text, happy Mother's Day, you know, and, and she wrote back, thank you, you too. That's it. Not, what are you doing? Not, do you want to come over? Not, oh, the family's going for brunch, whatever. Every Mother's Day for the last 39 years, I have been with my mother. Whether I had kids or not, that's how it goes. I was talking to my girlfriend, Stephanie, I said, from Staten Island, I said, oh, what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm hosting. It's like 16 adults, eight kids. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of stress for her. But that's like what you do, right? Like maybe you'll host everybody at the house. You know, you give your own mother a break. And then hopefully when your kids get older, they'll do the same thing, at, pass the baton, and then you'll get the break. Well, usually 
our Mother's Day, uh, we go out, we'll go out to dinner, we've gone to country clubs before, we've gone to the diner, you know, it, it, wherever, we go out. And usually it's my mom and my grandmother and my aunt, you know, and, and all the kids, my sister, but my kids, my sisters, cousins, whatever. Last year, where did we go? Well, last year we went to the Woodrow Diner in Staten Island, which, by the way, is so fabulous. It's like a real restaurant. Woodrow and Annadale, same owners. People like Annadale better, but I I'll, I like Woodrow. Anyway, but last year we went to Woodrow Diner, and it was great, right? Fine. This year, yeah, no phone call, no invitation, no, no week before call. Oh, it's Mother's Day. What do you want to do? And, you know, I don't usually make the plans. Like, you might listen to this and you might say, Elise, you're 39 years old. How come you don't call your mother and say, oh, so what's the plan for Mother's Day? Let, or I made a plan for Mother's Day. Let me tell you why I don't do that. Because my family likes to do what they like to do, okay? So if I was to call, what's the matter, Elmo? I got Elmo right here. Elmo, you want to get down? If I was to call and say, oh, I made plans for Mother's Day, everybody would say, you made plans without talking to us? Oh, we have this in mind. We're doing this. We're doing that. Like, no, no one would go. And you know how I know that? Because when I first got married, I tried to, like, do a change-up in the hosting holiday tradition. I would be like, oh, I'm married. Like, I'll host Thanksgiving. It was like, no, you won't. No, you won't. So-and-so hosted. They do this. You're not doing this. What, and then what? We're going to go to the city, and we have to get to cross bridges, and we'll pay tolls, and then we got to do parking. But you have no room. You're not doing that. Like, that's literally how it was in my Italian family. So when a holiday like Mother's Day comes around, God forbid, I said, oh, it's Mother's Day. We're all going to go to the plaza and have tea. No. It's not It's not that. And And then... It's, it's and you know and then my mother will make a plan and then my grandmother changes it or my grandmother makes a plan and then my mother it's a whole it, the plan gets changed ten thousand times before the plan happens literally it'll be the morning of and they'll be like you know how you said we said we're gonna go to the Woodrow Diner we're actually not we're gonna go for Chinese like it's 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 bonkers so that's why I didn't call to say oh you know you want to go out blah 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 but usually I get the. This is what we're doing for Mother's Day. It's at 1 o'clock. Fine. No. No call. And maybe my mom had people over her house, you know, had the family over her house, which I am no longer welcomed at. Because why? Because I published a book. That's why. How horrible is that? I know. I think I said it like a few weeks ago. But I can't get over it. I really, I, I'm, I'm so disgusted. I'm not even upset. I was upset when I first got the text from my mother's husband saying, you know, longer welcome in my house. You're banned. You're banned from the family. It's like, hold on. Let me see what this dog's doing. What are you doing? No, he's good. Oh, you're good? Yeah, you're good. No, he's good. Um, I was upset, you know, when I got those texts at first, like I told you. But then then as, as I, you know, as time passed, which now it's been a month, um... I'm just like, I am not upset. I am angry. I am disgusted. And I said this, I am so disgusted that my mother would let her husband talk to me like that, her eldest daughter. And this is not the first time, I think I told you in the past, this is not the first time this guy has said, you know, not nice things to me or my sisters. And he's a nice guy. He really is. Like, my mother, she's retired. He takes care of her. Like, so I don't want to 
you know, I don't want to like throw him in, in down the toilet. He's a nice guy. He really is. But, but being shitty at times to your wife's children, it's like, honestly, like go scratch, really go scratch. So yeah. So for Mother's Day, I made reservations for myself and my daughters and Chris was there. We went to Joneswood Foundry for brunch, which by the way, if you haven't been in your room in Manhattan is amazing. It's a British pub, a gastro pub. You know, I have to be on brand. And um, the food's phenomenal. And I'm not just saying this. I mean, this door, I hear this door crawl. I don't know if he's crying. I don't know. Am I hearing anything? Anyway, the food is so good. The food's delicious. Annalise had fish and chips. Vivian had fried chicken and waffles. I had a traditional English breakfast. Like, it was absolutely amazing. Amazing, the food. Um, we had a popover, you know, which is like a Yorkshire pudding. Uh, we had crumpets. I mean, it was great. Anyway, we sat outside. Elmo came. Chris, I don't even know what he had. I can't pay attention to, like, what the other adults have at the table. i got to be worried about the kids. Now i got to be worried about the door and myself. And be cough a bit. I, you know, eat. Anyway, so that's what we did. Very nice. And then um, for dinner, we went to Budokan in the meatpacking district, which was great. Which was great. You know, that's like a Pan-Asian, you know, Chinese. Oh, my God. I hear this dog. I, I don't even. This dog doesn't cry. Hold on. Let me Let me see what the deal is here. All right, he's sitting at the edge of the couch. He's crying. I, this, this is a dog that's not a cry. You're not a cryer. So anyway, I had to go pick him up. Maybe I will have to get a studio, in fact. Anywho, anywho. Budokan in the meatpacking district. It's like Pan-Asian. Been around forever. Very cool. On the outside, you know, if you don't know it, on the outside it doesn't look like anything. When you walk in, it's one of those big cavernous restaurants with the chandeliers and the big giant tables, the whole thing. I picked it because I told my daughters, oh, we'll go downtown for dinner. And they don't know what downtown is, you know. They're so cute and little. So I wanted to pick, you know, like one of those big cool restaurants. I was going to do Tao, and then I said, ah, you know, let's do this. Because they're, they're fussy. But they do like, you know, lo mein and, and, and white rice and all that, you know, whatever. So that's what we did. And after that, we walked around in Chelsea Market then came home. It was great. It was a great day. And I got to be honest with you. I mean, would I have liked to be with my family? Of course. Is that always fun? Of course. But you know what? There's something to be said about having a Mother's Day as a mother and not having to drive anywhere, sit in traffic, you know, deal with buying flowers and getting gifts it's, it's you know there is something to be said about that you know um so I had a really nice day but I am upset and let me tell you something the other thing and this is very Italian I give my mother a gift every year for Mother's Day my mother doesn't get me anything like I don't know if you're a mother and you're listening to this like if your daughter is a mother would you get her something on Mother's Day? You know, I, I said something to my mom a couple years ago. Like, Ma, like, don't you think you could get me, like, don't you think you should get me, like, a little card or, like, a little something, like, like, flowers or, like, a mug? And she's like, no. Mother's Day is for your own mother. And I'd like that. See, that's how she is. And I don't like that at all. Because when my daughters are older and if, if I have the good fortune of being a grandmother and their mothers, oh, I would go, like, all out. But that's, you know, again, I'm different. Anyway. So that's the holiday update, and that's the family update. Still banned. 
God knows when I will see the inside of my mother's house. She'll probably move again. She likes to move a lot. So she'll probably move. And by the way, when I was talking to Stephanie, Stephanie's like, you know, about this whole thing. Stephanie was like, when's the last time you talked to her? I said, well, I said, I spoke to her at Easter. And then the day after Easter, she had a fit. I didn't know anything about it. She never contacted me or anything. Ken sent me those insane texts, the husband. I said, and then I called her a couple days later for her birthday and she rejected my call. I said, so I haven't spoken to her before Easter, since before Easter. And I, when I say spoke, that means on the phone or FaceTime. And, uh, and and my kids, how how insane. Like, they don't, like, they, they, they talk to her sometimes when they're at Paul's house. Because Paul will sometimes say, oh, like, let's call Nana or whatever. But they don't even, they don't even ask. They don't even say, oh, let's call Nana. Because she's not, she doesn't, like, she's in her own world. She's in her own world. She never, she never helped me with the kids. That's just the truth. That's the truth. I hate to say it, but, uh, you know, I don't even want to get into it, but she just was never helpful. I have a new doctor a new therapist because my doctor's retiring, which I'm sad I was seeing him for 11 years. And uh, I was telling the therapist just because she said, oh, you have any family, anything going on right now? So I said, oh, well, my mother disowned me. And she's like, that's not like a little something. That's huge. I said, I don't know. Maybe if you were like in my family, you would see that it's a little something. But um, the uh, the doctor, when I was telling the doctor some of the things, and I said, yeah, like after I had my second daughter, my mother had a breakdown. You know, I had postpartum depression terrible after Vivian. I said, but my mother, she had a breakdown. She said, she, you had the baby and she had a breakdown. I said, I know. Like, it, this is what I'm dealing with here. I mean, she wore cream, white, to my wedding, insisted on walking to me down the aisle. It was like, who's the bride? It was ridiculous. Anyway. Mm. Uh, I am watching an amazing show on TV. Well, just finished an amazing show. If you like crazy prison shows... It's based on a true story. It's called Blackbird. Uh, Taron, I think his name is Egerton, Welsh actor, very handsome. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser plays Larry Hall and Ray Liotta. This was Ray Liotta's last uh, thing he did on film before he died. Basically, uh, what it is is uh, the Welsh actor plays a character named Jimmy Keane. He gets a 10-year sentence for, for drugs and he gets put in uh, you know, jail for 10 years, and the FBI say, we're gonna make a deal with you. If you can get this other convicted felon named Larry Hall, if you can get us to know where he dumped the bodies of all of his murder victims, we will let you out of jail. So the whole show is uh, all about you know, these two young guys in prison and how they're trying to, and, and how one is trying to elicit a confession or, you know, or, you know, these, this, these, these, uh, these murder locations from the victims, how he's trying to elicit that kind of information. And it's interesting. What's interesting is, well, one, Ray Liotta, you know, love. Two, uh, he plays the father of the, the drug guy that was in jail for 10, got, got, went to prison for 10 years. The guy who plays Larry Hall, the murderer in prison, Paul Walter Hauser, is so talented. You just have to watch it. He plays an absolute 
lunatic. Mentally disturbed, weird, weird guy. He is so good. It is such a good... I was... I like to watch those prisoner murder shows, but I like, like, real ones. Like, I was, like, really a fake. But but you know what? I'm a part of some mom group. Someone recommended the show. And I said, let me check it out. And it's amazing. You're going to love it. Speaking of great actors and, and, and all that <clears throat> jazz. And all that jazz. Isn't that, like, the best Broadway part you can ever get? Anyway, doing Chicago. Okay, okay. Last week, I was called in to audition for a movie with some huge names, like beyond huge, like Hollywood royalty. Now, I can't, that's all I can tell you. I can't tell you what the movie's about. I can't tell you where I auditioned. I can't tell you who's in I can't tell you anything. But it came out of the blue, and, you know, and they emailed me directly. It wasn't like it came from a manager or whatever. Literally, they knew me just, I don't know, and from comedy. It was so flattering, and it was such a great experience. Now, this is the second big audition I've had. You know, I had some other auditions, like Justina Valentine. She's on Wild and Out. That That's the battle rapper with the red hair. She had a movie a couple years ago, and... Uh, they wanted me to do play a part, play the part of her sister-in-law, and um, <clears throat> I didn't get it. But it went, you know. But the house, there were a lot of housewives. In New Jersey was were in it, and I think Eric Del Sandro was in it. Da, da. It, it, you know, I, I don't know if it ever made it to theaters, but it came out, and it was cute. It was really cute, and I like Justina. She's a nice girl. So, but this, this, these two last movies, you know, and then I auditioned last year, or was it this? You know, it was this year? I don't even remember anymore to play Robert Nero's wife, you know, that's insane. But I'll never, I'm never gonna forget that. Like, that was just crazy. But, you know, so this was like on par with that. Huge. So say your prayers, what I'm saying. Actually, if you're watching this on video, which like don't, because honestly my house is such a mess. I have like no bra on. I got a leopard schmata on. Like, I, like, I can't. I have uh, my Virgin Mary candle. You know these candles? I'm holding it up. You know these the dollar store Saint candles, the long, the long plastic ones. This is a lady. No, this is a lady of Guadalupe. You know, the, my aunt. Anytime she sees me, she brings me some Saint candle because I think she thinks that's what's gonna heal the problems in my family. It's like, why don't you just talk to your sister? How about that? Why don't you talk to your sister? Tell her to stop being a goddamn narcissist. Stop, and let's like, come on. Cut the shit. Save your money from the dollar store. Anyway, moving on. In addition to the movie callback, uh, I did JFL callbacks, Just for Laughs. You know, that's the biggest uh, world, that's the biggest uh, comedy uh, festival in the world. It's up in Montreal in July. I don't know if I'll get it, you know, it's, but fingers crossed. So I had some, some exciting things. Right before, though, I auditioned for the movie, you know, I had this the voice I had the Julie Kavner voice the Marge Simpson voice and I was like shit like of course I get called in for some audition and I sound like I ate a basket of frogs so I'm like let me let me do some tongue twisters to try to like loosen up the vocal cords you know oh my god you know like here rubber baby buggy bumper you know these rubber baby buggy bumper you know, so then I, I found a couple of hard ones. Wait, listen to this. Betty bought a bit of butter 
but the bit of butter Betty bought was bitter. If I put it in my batter, will it make my batter bitter? So a bit of better butter will make my batter better. So Betty bought a better bit of butter. Like I can't like like I don't know if you're saying it right. But the 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 hottest tongue twister in the world. You know, because like why do I need to know that? Let me let me this is MIT in 2013, MIT researchers said this this next one I'm gonna read you is the hardest in the world. One sentence. Pad kid poured curd pulled cod. Pad kid poured curd pulled cod. That, according to these MIT researchers, is the hardest tongue twister in the world. Really? Really? Like, what about red leather, yellow leather? That's, like, kind of hard if you say that. Like, well, what about Sally Sells? Sally Sells the seashells. I mean, you know, like, this, this is, this, these, these are little, these are tricky, you know? I do love, though, like, when I meet actors, like, you know, like, real theater actors, you know, like, like an Elaine Stritch type, that when they're preparing to be on the stage, on the, that's not the, that, that was it, what was that? The stage. That wasn't it. The stage. I can't even, I don't, I can't even do any voices or accents right now, but when they're preparing for their debuts, they just like rattle off in melodic tunes these tongue twisters and they make them seem so much easier than they really are, you know? Anyway, so one of the gifts I got for Mother's Day, I only got a couple of things, you know, uh, uh, so I was gonna say Paul. No, you Paul, please. Chris is like, I'm sure Paul's gonna get you some. I said, excuse me, Paul doesn't. My ex-husband's not gonna buy me a Mother's Day gift. He should, because I I birthed him gifts of a lifetime. Gifts of a lifetime you got from me. Two absolutely fabulous, delicious, heavenly, gorgeous girls. <sighs> what? And you can't spring for. A new blow dryer for me, Paul? Really? <laughs> no, but Chris got me a gift certificate to the Shibui Spa at the Greenwich Hotel, which I've told you before is my favorite. I app this is De Niro's place, you know? At one, I'm supporting my people. That's what I do. That's what we do. But two, it's really beautiful. It's it's just so zen and I've told you about it before. And I have this deep yearning to go to a J Japanese onsen. I've been dying to go, like, you know, it's these hot springs, um, these thermal baths. They're all over Japan. You can look them up. And uh, not that Shibui Spa is anything like a Japanese thermal bath, but, you know, we can imagine. You know, I go to a thermal bath in Manhattan. Actually, what's the bath place? There's a bath place downtown. Not a, um, not like a bathhouse. Shit, what's the name? I'm totally forgetting it. Anyway. There's a bath place downtown, and um, it's booked up for ages. But you go, like, for a couple's thing. You know you know how I know? Because the tooth went with the girlfriend. Like, I can't. I once said to Chris, oh, you want to go to, like, the couple's bath place? He's like, what are you fucking kidding me? You want me to go to a public place and take a goddamn bath with a bunch of strangers and what? Eat chocolate and feed you want? What are you kidding me right now? I don't even take baths. Like, that's that was basically... Chris's reaction to, do you want to go for like a romantic couple's spa bath? Gotta love the Italian guys. But when 
and if I ever get to a Japanese onsen. I didn't really realize all the rules, and you gotta be in your birthday suit. You gotta be totally butt naked. Mm -mm. So basically, what you're telling me is I'm gonna be in the forest in Japan. I'm gonna be in some forest, and I'm gonna stumble upon some hot springs. Some beautiful hot springs, right? And I'm gonna have to take off my clothes, my shoes, place my phone out of my holding. Will you stop barking, you? And I'm gonna have to get into a giant lake, hot lake in the middle of nowhere. Naked? I don't know about that. <laughs> but that's apparently what happened. I'm sure it's much more organized than this, but you gotta be naked. And you're naked with other people. And if you have a tattoo, I don't have any tattoo. Do you have tattoos? Do you have tattoos? I don't have, to. I don't know. You know, it's not because I don't like them. I just can never, I was never able to decide. That was the problem. Like, I remember in high school, everybody was getting the Japanese letters or Chinese letters. I was like, how can I, what if they put, like, something like you're, like, like you're a fat whore? Like, and I don't even know. Yeah, like, I didn't do it. Anyway, if you have a tattoo, you have to cover it. Will you stop, you? Honestly, you're wrecking up my podcast. Um, if you have a tattoo, you, you have to cover it up, which, like, good luck to you covering up a tattoo in water hot water if you put a band-aid on i'm sure it'll melt off and any makeup will come right off but apparently tattoos are really frowned upon in japanese culture i didn't know that um in fact the onsens ban they ban them if you get a tattoo if you have a tattoo and you want to go to a japanese onsen newsflash you can't go but anyway um that's that and why i'm telling you this is because i I told Chris I wanted, and he said he got it, but it, he didn't give it to me. So, I don't think he got it. You know, when I tell him to get me things, which is hardly ever, I, I don't say, buy me a tennis bracelet. I mean, like, you know, it would be nice. But um, I say, like, little day. first of all, I don't need stuff. But one of the things, I, when he said, oh, you, you, you need anything, I'm like, yeah, I want these Japanese bath salts so I could turn my bathtub into a ja Japanese onsen. He's like, do you know how ridiculous that sounds? You have like a four and a half foot bathtub. Like a regular, actually, you don't, you have like a plain, you have like a plain old bathtub, but in mini size. <laughs> and I do, because I think bathtub's like five feet long. I had to get a custom tub. It's, you know, it's a Manhattan thing. And not a fancy thing. A, a small space thing but there's a brand on amazon and this is my product of the week called earth it's called earth and it's japanese hot spring bath powders i read about it in i don't know new york magazine or new york magazine it's like twenty dollars and uh you pour two tablespoons of this japanese onsen bath powder into the bath and and you, you, you know, and you enjoy. And apparently it's supposed to make the bath so luxurious. I'm so into the bath salts. You know, I, I really, I love Neep. Neep, K-N-E-I-P-P, -P, I think it is. I love Neep bath oil. Love, love. And I love Dr. Teal's bath salts. So the bath powders, ooh, definitely interested in trying. Although the powders, ow, you bit me. The powders gonna, it, it has a, it will have not the same sensation as the salt. I like to feel the little salt on my feet. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that's the product of the week. Earth brand Japanese bath powders. Um, 
I think that's it for New York talk today. We didn't talk a lot about New York, but that's 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 not really what we need to do. Oh, well, I can tell you, the paperback of my book is for sale on Barnes & Noble if you didn't want the hardcover. Just full disclosure, hardcover, much nicer. Just saying. And I make more money on the paperback, but hardcover, much nicer. Still not for sale on Amazon. Don't even get me So I am literally about to go on LinkedIn get names at Amazon corporate and blow up their corporate numbers because I am that's where I'm at right now I have worked hard on my book I want to record an audio book but I am not recording an audio book until I get the Amazon thing sorted period absolute full stop period everything's on hold advertising press until this is sorted very very upsetting but if you did read it or you're planning on reading it please leave me a review as i keep asking or have asked if i didn't ask sorry if that, that came out wrong i would love if you left me a review and of course let me know that you read it i would love to hear what you think and yet let me know if you think that if, if i said anything shitty about my mother in it because this woman she's having a goddamn shit fit over a book that barely mentions her hate to break it to you ma didn't write a book about you I should turn that into a bit, right? Like, what would be the bit? The bit would be like, um, so my, I wrote a book, so my, I, I don't know, but I did write a book about how my mom, I, I write a bit about how my mom disowns me because I wrote a book about her. She thinks I wrote a book about her. But I didn't write about her. I mentioned her name twice. Like, that would basically be the bit. Anyway, we'll see. Okay, quote of the day. The beautiful journey of today can only begin when we learn to let go of yesterday. I do not have a name on who said that, but isn't it true, right? You can't drudge up the past if you want to live in the present or move forward. Come on, you know? Oh, you know what I wanted to tell you? So, so insulted. So I was talking to some producer, right? Um, she's a friend and if you're listening it's not who you think it is it's not you by the by but I was talking to a friend and she a producer and she said I th she produces like radio and a couple things and she said I think your personality might be too regional for national TV and radio I was like what too regional you got people from every goddamn country, every goddamn country, every culture, every language, every color, every everything, cultural mishmash coming on to the radio, in print, in TV, and I am too regional? Really? No one in the nation can relate to an Italian-American woman from New York? Give me effing break. A college-educated exec, business executive, like that, that decide to follow her dreams. Nobody can relate to that. Why? Because I have a pension for leopard, and I have a funny-sounding book. Go get the f out of here. Anyway, on that note, that's it for. <laughs> oh my god! I need to get out more. That's it for today's New York talk. I'm your host, Elise Delucci. Love to love you, baby. <laughs> I'm not going to